everybody. Well, you're all doing well. It is a Tuesday. I was off yesterday a little bit under the weather. I feel doing well. Lots to chat about here on a Tuesday, but feels like a Monday for me because I didn't do a show yesterday. So we got all the stuff to talk about from over the weekend, which is a lot. NFL, March Madness, NHL, the NBA. But I'm just going to dive in here. Today we're starting with, to me, was the, the talk of the weekend. The really the thing that was the, the centerpiece of the weekend, and that is the UFC 286 pay-per-view over in London, England. Kamaru Usman. And the main event went five rounds. Leon Edwards defeated Usman for the second straight time via unanimous decision. A guy who has not lost since 2005. Defeating the likes of a no decision over Bilal Muhammad. Defeating Nathan Diaz. He's on a great run. Truly one of the skilled welterweights when it comes to just his subtle movement. His ability to get strikes. And something that he's worked his takedown defense. Where Kamar Usman... A great wrestler could do nothing against Leon Edwards in this fight. And the third fight was the one Edwards looked the best in. He won the second fight via Hail Mary, which is a kick to the head. But this was a definitive win. This was there was no debate about this one. This was just a clear victory for Leon Edwards. I didn't think he'd win the fight. I, I have too, too much respect welterweights in the history of you know defeating Gilbert Burns, defeating Tyron Woodley, defeating Colby Covington twice, Masvidal twice. He's had a great run, but we're in a new era of champion in the welterweight division. And after you see a fight and after you see a, a great pay-per-view and all of that, the next question in your mind is, well, who's next? Who's next? Up? Who deserves a title shot? And that's the, the key word in the UFC is deserve. Because too many times it's not the person that deserves the fight that gets it. It's the person that Dana White or Sean Shelby decide to give the title shot to. It's the person that they just they they like better. It's the person who who they view as really important to the UFC. And so obviously Usman loses his second fight in a row. He got an automatic rematch from being a champion. He's out of the mix. So Edwards has a few options. Is Hamzat Chemaev a welterweight? Well, Dana White said. 
that Hamzat will be fighting at middleweight. I think Hamzat Chemaev, whether he deserves it or not, is going to be getting a title opportunity, and that will be announced after this week event between Alex Pereira and uh, is, so that's a couple weeks in April. That's coming up. The, the winner of that fight, I think, will fight Hamzat later in the year. Does he deserve that title opportunity? No, but he's in. Deserve. But Dana White, and oh, Dana White, he's a he's an interesting cat. Polarizing. I think he's done really good things to the UFC. I also think he's one of the biggest hypocrites known to man. Along so well. But if you recall, he hit his wife earlier in the year. Nothing came of it. If there's any other executive in sports, pharmaceutical sales, engineering, I don't care. Name a profession. If an executive of one of the biggest companies in the world was caught on camera assaulting, physically assaulting, his significant other, they would not be on the job. They would be forced to step down. Whoever you want to label it, he's still working. He says it's because it's what's best for the company. But whatever. He's still on the job, and we see on Friday before the big main event that Colby Covington, even if you're not, not a big polarizing because for his antics, for his intelligence, or lack thereof, Colby Covington weighed in as the backup fighter, and after the fight, we go to the presser. Dana White says that Colby Covington will be getting the next title shot against her in 2023. Well, ladies and gentlemen, this makes no sense, and I'll detail you why. I don't miss a UFC event. I don't miss a pay-per-view. I don't miss a fight night. I watch literally every fight that there is in UFC. I'm hooked. I'm bought in. My sports addiction cannot be stopped, including the UFC. Should I watch this violent sport? Probably not, but I do, and I'm not stopping. Kamar Usman defended his title against Colby Covington twice. Two, three, uh, two of the last three Colby Covington fights were for the His only fight since then was a win over Jorge Masvidal, who is currently ranked 12th in the welterweight division. That, that would spark championship opportunity. While Bilal Muhammad has won eight fights in a row, is only not even a loss in there, and no decision against the current champion, Leon Edwards, he's beaten everybody. Vincent Luque, top prospect. He just, he just beat Sean Brady in October, undefeated fighter. Anybody the UFC's put in front of him, he's beaten. And Dana White says, you know what? Colby Covington's next up. Colby Covington's going to get the next title shot, and that's just the way it's going to be. Well, well, well. I read online... Well, the argument for this is that Colby Covington sells fights. Does he? Does he or does the product sell fights? Do people tune in to the NHL because of you need 
is people tune into the NHL, the NFL, the NBA, because the product stands. You don't need ESPN put Sacramento on a few weeks ago. And nobody loves light the beam more than me, but people will turn into NBA games because it's on television, because it's there. This weekend in San Antonio, Texas, we have an amazing main event. Marlon Cheeto Vera, Corey Sanhagen, two bombers, three card. It's on TSN. If you have cable this weekend, you can watch it on Fight Pass. If you have that, it doesn't matter. That's going to sell. <coughs> Pardon me. That will get good numbers because it's a good fight, not because you need boxing. Yes, you need to sell cards because it's so rare that two great fighters will square up anymore and fight because of the politics, because of the promotions, because of guys like Eddie Hearn. And then you have DAZN, you have Showtime, and who else are you affiliated with? And you got a mix-up, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. you got to appreciate it because it's so rare. Tyson Fury, Alexander Usyk, is it going to happen? Probably not. Why? Because that's what boxing is. In the UFC, Dana White has the ultimate privilege to make the best fights. He talks all the time about starting a boxing promotion because he says in his sport he can make the best fights. Well, Dana White, you are a hypocrite because you are against your mantra. You are going against what you hate about boxing. Colby Covington is not the best fight, and he doesn't deserve it. He's had two title fights. Winning them. Dominated them. And he beats Masvidal, who's ranked 12th, who's going to lose in a couple weeks, by the way, to Gilbert Burns. And then you get a title shot because you beat the 12th ranked fighter who then Gilbert Burns sense. It doesn't. It doesn't make sense. Bilal Muhammad should be the number one contender for the welterweight championship. He's had the longest winning streak in division other than Leon. He's had the most impressive wins. If you want to go Gilbert Burns, I'd be fine with that too. But Gilbert Burns has had a title shot. Bilal never has. And he's fought guys and he's won. He's won. He's gotten better. And every fight he's in that octagon, he looks better and better. Eight straight wins. He just knocked out Sean Brady, undefeated prospect. But no, Dana White says we're looking to book. Get this. Ahmed, proven guy against Shavkat Rachmanov in July. Shavkat is sixth in the rankings. Why on this contract? It does nothing but hurt your career. Because if you lose it, you'll never get a title shot, and you should be getting one now. Colby Covington is most known not for his fighting ability and fighter, don't get me wrong, but he's known more for his love of Donald Trump. He's proud of it. He talks about it all the time. Fight on 
Saturday. I got no problem with anybody being a Republican. As you all know, if you've listened to me at any point on this podcast, no problem with that. But what I do have a problem with in life and in sports is when people that don't and when you have a leader of a company who is dissing Eddie Hearn, a promoter at boxing, who I have a it's one of my hopes and dreams to interview Eddie Hearn one day. Some of my people I want to interview because I think he's a super. Say you put him down. You talk about how boxing is is so terrible, and you do the exact same thing that boxing's doing, Dana. You are a wannabe boxing promoter, but you couldn't get into that, so you had to stick with the UFC. I like, but guess what? I, I call this, you're doing the exact fucking same thing that these boxing promoters are doing. You're wilting. Kobe's your buddy. You guys both like Trump. You're probably both friends with him. You got him on speed dial. You call him up. Is he booking your fights before he's booked? Is that what's happening? You doing old DJ? Assault? Why, why are you pivoting and trying to be something that you hate? You want to be a boxing promoter. You'd rather be a boxing promoter. You say you watch all Canelo Alvarez's fights while you're at UFC events. That's really good, promoting the fight. And how about Dana White, the great promoter, the genius promoter of the UFC? To the fight between Corey Masvidal and Gilbert Burns in two weeks in Miami. Oh, yeah, whoever wins this fight, yeah, well, they're not getting the title opportunity. So it's not a number one contender fight? Just throw a bucket of water on this fight. Who gives a shit about this fight? Guys can't be thrilled. Stupidity from, from, from Dana White. And Leon Edwards goes on the MMA hour yesterday with Ariel Hawani. Shout out. Canadian. And he says, yeah, I'm not signing the contract to fight Colby Covington. I'm the champion. I should have a say in this. Good for Leon. I wouldn't fight him either. Doesn't deserve it. Leon had to win through the gauntlet to finally get an opportunity. I'm not, I'm not signing that contract to fight him. Why, why would I do that? Because sometimes it's about principle yourself and looking at how you got there and the future of the, of the company. If Colby Covington's getting it, probably not. Who's Dana's next guy that he just falls in love with that keeps getting opportunities when they don't deserve them? Said Colby. He's obviously got Connor, who he gets opportunities to that don't really deserve it. Who's next? It's the people like Nate Diaz. Yeah. 
who have the stones to stick up to Dana White. And then he said, then he blackballs him and, and calls him everything, anything negative you can think of, he comes up with because they're not doing exactly what he says. They're not subservient. They're not just people that, that have no brain power whatsoever and say, you know what? Yeah, okay, I'm just a drone. I'll do whatever this guy says. No. In my opinion, nobody in life should just a universal employer should just do exactly what their employer says. This isn't just the last of us where we have to listen to Kathleen and we have to do what she's saying because she's in control of Kansas City. That's a reference to the show. If you haven't seen it yet, I recommend it. Binged it in a day, technically less than a day, nine episodes. Not really proud of that, but sort of am proud of that. Good show. But my point being, we're not in this. Is, I love the UFC. I do. But I don't love the fact that I'm watching a product and I'm watching guys just completely battle it out. And I see guys going to big events and they win them. And you feel that emotion. And you feel like, okay, they're on the cusp of getting an opportunity. And then before you know it, okay, somebody that he likes better is going to get an opportunity. I hate that. My shortcoming in life, that's maybe why I haven't had much success to date in my 24 and a half years of life. But I believe in my core, you earn your opportunities. You work to get a break. You don't just, you're not just handed something because you're in the right place at the right time. You have to have success. And it's no different from winning four rounds in the Stanley Cup playoffs or winning consecutive fights in the UFC. It's all the same path. It's all similar, right? You got to win round one before you can get to round two. And for a guy like Bilal Muhammad, you beat Vincent Luque, then you beat Sean Brady, and you've gotten yourself to this opportunity where you're on the you're on the cusp. You won your conference Stanley Cup final, but unfortunately, Gary Bettman in this case, Dana White, is throwing up his arms saying, "You know what? Uh, you know, no, uh, no, we'll, we'll pass." I know you got here, but you know, I. Uh, I like the Arizona better, so I'll put them in the uh, Stanley Cup final. Imagine that. That's the thinking here. Now we've had a we had a guy we we let him play the first two rounds. He lost them both. Uh, he lost that round too. But you know what? I like him, so we'll, we'll throw him in there for the for the Stanley Cup. We'll give him a shot. Does that make any sense? Ever? It's the exact same thing. Exact same thing. When Michael Jordan was losing to the Bad Boy Pistons and Larry Bird Celtics, he wasn't just given a he wasn't just he had to bulk up. He had to earn it. He had to beat those teams to eventually get to the championship. It's not price is right. And you're just thrown in into the top of the list. No. Earn your shot. Ugh, Dana White. Makes me sick. But I doubt I'm going to change his mind, but I will say this. Leon Edwards, I'm with you, my man. Takes a lot of courage. I'm not signing that contract. I'm not signing that contract. 
Because it, sometimes it's not just about the money. Plus, he's not going to make that good of money anyway. Because it's the UFC. But I'd rather fight Bilal or fight Gilbert Burns because they earned it. I'd rather fight Hamzat. He's earned it more, more than Kobe. At least it's fresh blood. Kobe getting another shot. Dana White again. Oh, we don't like to book rematches for championships. We like to keep the divisions moving. Bullshit you do. Bullshit you do because you're booking Colby Covington again. We've seen him forever. No, we hadn't seen him for a year and change. Where the fuck was he? Suing Hori Masvidal? Didn't hear a peep from him. Then in a weekend, you hear him speak 85 times wearing wearing uh, sunglasses indoors, which is the most douchebag thing you could ever do. Trust me, look at that guy and what he's wearing. He wears sunglasses indoors. I'd rather meet anybody else than meet you. If you wear sunglasses indoors, reconsider what you're doing in life and change it. That's my advice for today. I hate sunglasses, period. I might have worn them five times in my life. They don't work, by the way, sunglasses. You're driving. They don't make it any more. They don't make it any better. Oh, the sun's in my eyes. Get over it. Sunglasses. I'm going to spend 400 bucks on Ray-Bans or Oakley's when you could go buy a $10 pair and they're just as effective. Oh, I got to buy Ray-Bans because I look cool. What's that? Well, do you? Do you look cool? Are you sunglasses? What a joke product. Sunglasses. It's just. It's... <sighs> My God. I know it's hard to believe here, but I do love the UFC. Love it. Watching it this weekend, they got me in. But I can still have my take on things. Also, this weekend, Justin the Highlight Gaethje returned to the Octagon for the first time since a little, a little over a year where he lost the championship fight to Charles Oliveira via first-round submission. He got in surgery on his nose. Oliveira since dropped the title to Islam Mahashev. And Gaethje said he's coming back for one more run at the title, hoping to claim it. And he had a fight with Rafael Fiziev, one of the big, big young strikers, one of the talented young lightweights of the world. And we saw a fantastic fight on Saturday, the co-main event, the fight I was most excited to see, and it delivered. And early on, Fiziev was using his, so, his incredible pace. He moves around so fast. He can hit strikes. But the turning point of the fight, to me, were were two things. Gaethje wore Fiziev out by hitting him directly in his left eye. Fiziev's eye started to shut, which I think, you know, obviously was starting to hurt him. Gaethje, one of the hardest throwers in the sport. So his eye was starting to shut. Fazib, his cardio started to drift a little bit. And Gaethje in the third round started throwing his jab, which changed the fight completely. He started throwing the jab. His pace dropped. 
He landed some huge shots. He scored a takedown with five seconds left in the fight. And the highlight gets back into the win column. And to me, it's quite simple. Gaethje should fight Dustin Poirier for the second time in both men's next fight. Five rounds, winner gets a title opportunity. These guys are both box office, two of the best to ever do it. I'd love to see that fight again. Poirier d- needs a fight. Nobody interests him. I don't blame him. There's nobody that would interest me right now. Fight Gaethje again, maybe get a title opportunity. You know, I was talking about this earlier. Let's bring our guest in today and ask him his thoughts on this on this fantastic topic. Shay, are you a fan of sunglasses? Yes. The answer is yes. You're a fan of sunglasses. You find they work? For the sun? No, I like them because they look make you look like a fucking boss. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So you're not a fan of sunglasses. I might have wore them five times in my life. Yeah, you're not a sunny type of guy. You're you you rock it. You raw dog that sun to the eyes, and I appreciate that. That's good. Yeah. Yep. Hey, what about sunglasses indoors? Never. No. no yeah. Never. Yeah. Never the move unless yeah. you're Tyler Cruz, and this is 2012, and you got a thing going on. You're singing dynamite. You're kind of the man. Yeah. I never want to see you wear sunglasses. Anybody, anybody inside. Did you see? Nope. Any clips of Kobe Covington this weekend wearing his sunglasses indoors at UFC 286? Probably. A lot of celebrities do. They all look pathetic. Yeah. But it's it's a thing. It's a thing. A lot of rappers, you know, sun go, sunnies inside. It's, it's just kind of the motto for a lot of these guys. And uh, it's never, never a good look. So let's, let's see. Let's make it more interesting. Okay. Can you pull off sunglasses? indoors if you are black no I, I i it doesn't matter to me it's not about race i just think it looks right. it looks strange inside yeah. don't, i don't it maybe he does look cool sometimes i get it there's a lot of flashing lights ufc kind of look like a, the main man mm-hmm. but i have more respect for you if you don't wear sunnies inside just b- bottom line yeah i'm with you there i can't you, you look like such a douchebag Wearing, yeah. wearing them inside, and I just, I can't. Is Colby Covington a fighter, or? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's a fighter. And he, he was, wore them, he wore them to his match? No, he was a spectator, oh. and he was wearing a flamboyant pink suit, and he had sunglasses on the entire time, the entire, th- like, three hours he was at the event. Mm. Mm-hmm. And he stood up for the last fight, because he, had some interest in it so he was standing up for the entire five rounds of the of the main event with sunglasses on watching the fight yeah <laughs> yeah but you almost think you can't see like you would be able to see that well i guess there's certain yeah. sunglasses polarized sunglasses but it's just such a it's just such a strange look i mean the pink suit maybe the pink suit kind of adds it all together he's just maybe a strange cat is he a strange guy or yeah, very much. I know there, the UFC has some characters that have popped out recently that are the the anime guy. What's his name? Who, it, he's the he's uh, he's uh, he's really good. 
and he's a good fighter. I just can't remember. He's very, he's just very into anime. He's a little bit of a different cat. He's not from here. I think he's from overseas somewhere. Oh. He's always doing this. He's always like. <laughs> oh, Hamza. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I, I don't know. I can't. I couldn't tell you one guy he's fought, but I see him all the time. He's popping up on my Twitter constantly. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, Colby's from Miami, and he, his biggest claim to fame is that he's Donald Trump's favorite fighter. <laughs> This guy just keeps getting more and more interesting. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Like, it's yeah, what are his political views? I want to I want to know his political views and his is he pro choice? Is he pro life? I just gotta know that. I know the okay. details on this guy. I would definitely tell you he's certainly Republican. Okay. But he's yeah, like I think you can even nowadays there's like Republican and then there's like Trump Republican, if that makes sense. You know, no, I, think, I don't doubt it. I don't doubt yeah, it whatsoever. Saying that for my benefit. Uh, so, so I don't get canceled, <laughs> but I, I would say, yeah, he's definitely Trump Republican. Okay. And he, I, yeah, he's definitely not pro-choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and he wore the pink suit. I bet he doesn't even know breast cancer awareness. He just right over no. right over that guy's head. Yeah, no, yeah, no. He uh, probably never heard of cancer. No, no. It's funny those guys end up being the most cancerous people in the world, which is hilarious. In fact, that's uh, they're the, well, their boss certainly is. So that's uh, you know. yeah, yeah. I've heard some things. It rots, rots from the head, you know. So. Um, how was, uh, how was your weekend? Good. Yeah. Kind of, a, kind of a relaxing weekend slash mixing a little basketball. Uh, got to watch my brother play his last minor hockey game. Um, not, not, not as sad as it maybe seems or as, as I say it is, but kind of a shit show. Hampton barn was not a good scene. I can tell you more about this off air, but yeah, probably when I see you this weekend, um, just not, just not a great team for for minor hockey. Really? Oof, that's not, uh, that's not good. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I may, I'm, it sounds worse than I'm actually putting it out. Just, yeah. You know, there, there's just some things that are going on in Ken Sense, and we don't have to get into too many details. It's not, okay. not yeah, good. Yeah, I got you. I got, I got, I know, where, I know where you're heading now. Yeah, we'll, we'll certainly talk about that this weekend. Gonna jot that down for the old uh, topics list. So I'm gonna keep that, keep that one in the back of the old uh, cranium. How was your weekend? Uh, the weekend was good. Yeah. Um, yeah. Didn't snow, so that was nice. Yes. It, yeah, it didn't. UFC 286 was entertaining. A little early start, so that's always nice. Doesn't yeah. end at 2 a.m. Yeah, I'm sure you got some sleep that night. Still didn't, oddly enough. But, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah but March Madness was uh, ongoing. Mm -hmm. you know, it was it was certainly interesting. It was too much to almost keep keep track of everything in the sports world. Do you, do you enjoy watching March Madness? There's a lot of bad basketball that gets played with these young college kids, but mm -hmm. do you do you still enjoy watching the product? Yeah, I enjoy it. I mean, you're always. I mean, you're going to see some great players, obviously. You know, there's so many different routes that you're not going to see the best of the best. You're not seeing the top draft picks anymore or some of the best draft picks. Some of them are going to the G League. Some of them go overseas. Some of them already are overseas because they're European. But ultimately, you're seeing some great 
if you if you love the quality of you know defensive play of team work i mean that's the biggest thing right i mean i, I feel like we say this year over year but like you want to watch guys go one-on-one iso you know the flashy dunks the step back threes the step curries the lebrons great go to the nba but if you want to watch real basketball i was taught from a very young age watch college basketball because it's it is a purest form of the sport that you can get yeah i agree and what was the most shocking or interesting development over the weekend for merch madness for you well yours truly i think said it <laughs> last week about purdue you know going deep going long i should have known right as the words came out of my mouth that i was just gonna be slapped in the face by zach 80 and that team and their head coach but hey it it happens they played a, a, a team and they lost and you're out that's this kind of this tournament works Sadly, it's only happened twice, and I mean, you're going to be known as one of the teams that it's happened to. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. I mean, I, I've, I've been high in UConn. I watched a lot of both UConn games. They're both entertaining. They I think good. they have a good little team. I I hope they go deep. I can't remember the last time they have went deep. Maybe it was last year. Maybe it was a few years ago. Um, the, last made, the last time they made a Final Four was when they won. That was in 2004. Okay, there you go. It's so. been a minute. Yeah. yeah. So I, I always root for those teams. You know, I hate seeing Villanova go back year after year. Gonzaga go back. I guess Gonzaga, they, and when did they, did they win two, three years ago or have they won? They've never won. They made a title, if you remember, back with Jalen Suggs. Yeah. And they ended up losing that season to Baylor. But okay. they, uh, they've made it to three Final Fours in the last six years, but they've never won the ncaa title yet right so yeah that's a team that keeps popping up do i want to see them keep continuing to win eh, i'd like to see somebody else new in the mix there but hey like like you just said they haven't won before so good for good for them if they keep going back i they i believe we're down to this so week 16 for this week Thursday. yeah 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 so yeah it's gonna be good a lot of good i like that i like i really like Jose wong i remember him a lot last year watching him play and i'm glad he's still in the tournament he's a good little player yeah miami they crushed indiana sunday night i thought i i still love trace jackson davis for indiana i oh that guy mid king of the mid-range but he can he can play some basketball going back to purdue for a second mm -hmm. you talk about basketball and i blame coaching for this loss for purdue on average, they are the tallest team in NCAA basketball. It helps when you have a seven foot four guy, but their whole team, based on proportionate height, is the tallest. Fairleigh Dickinson, shortest team in the tournament. Over the last 12 minutes of that game, Zach Eady took one shot. How is that possible? It's just not. It just doesn't make any sense. I mean, it's. It's like not that you're just not using their strengths, right? Like as, as, as cliche as that sounds, I mean, like, why aren't you throwing it down there and letting this guy eat it all day long, grabbing his own rebounds, getting putbacks, getting fouled. I mean, what's right. his percentage from the line? He's, not, he's, like, he's like an 80% free throw shooter. It's why good. Not get, yeah. Like why not get him to the, was he, was he close to fouling out or something? No, he had, I think he had three. The game ended. Yeah. Yeah, mismanagement. Uh, can that coach as soon as this as this tournament ends? Don't make it. Don't make it. But like, let let it slide for now, and then like, yeah, as soon as 
two, three days after the the, the final game, can his ass. That's all I got to say. <laughs> it, it is. No, but your point is ridiculous. Like, how does the largest team in, in this tournament lose to the smallest team? Yeah. That makes sense. But it's it also why it's also why the tournament's beautiful, because anything can happen. Right. Of the teams you've watched so far, who do you think is the, the best team? Gosh, I was pretty high on Baylor until they got spanked. God, no, and, and they play. I you just to break the the fifth wall here. Seamus texted me earlier that day and said, "Should I take Creighton or should I take Baylor?" And I told him to take Baylor, and I was wrong. Openly admit that. But they played really well in that game. Just Creighton didn't miss. Yeah, they shot fifty three percent from three. They they. Creighton's is scary because they got Princeton coming up. That's if they keep shooting, they got a shot. They, they're yeah. they're a good team, but yeah, that, that uh, the Big East is having a moment right now. <laughs> yes, yeah, they are. Is it, and, and I'm not bullish, but is Creighton historically like a team that goes deep? Do they lose in the first second round? Yeah, they're usually like a second round exit team normally. Okay. Yeah. So. Good for them. I, you know what? I always love a team that doesn't always get to this point. Right. I, I don't know. Part of me still wants to see Zaga kind of go deep, and since they haven't won it, it just feels like they've been on the tip of their tongue. But the, right. like I said earlier, I don't, I don't, I hate seeing teams that are always in the final four stay in the final four. That's why it's been great. Like if UConn can get there, great. I'm kind of riding on that team right now. I think, yeah. I think going forward, that's who I'll bet on. I love Drew Timmy. I love. Uh, he's, he's, a, he's everybody's favorite college player. He's so pure. He's such a good basketball player. Yeah. Twenty just dropped a quick twenty-eight big win over over TCU Sunday night, and you, know, you hear all about these three-point shots and everything. He, I I think he can play in the NBA. I still I still think he can because he just he guards the pick and roll. He def, he defends. He can, he can shoot like he knows what he isn't. And I think that's one of the biggest skills you can have as an athlete is he knows, he knows what his strengths are and he doesn't try to be more than what he is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's so wrong now. Like you gotta be a three point. You gotta, Oh, you gotta have some kind of three point shot. It's like everyone on your team is going to be shooting threes anyways. Cause that's what the NBA is. That's why I have such right. appreciation for guys like Jimmy Butler and, you know, people who don't have to shoot DeRozan. threes to be successful. DeRozan, yeah. yeah, like those guys are now what feels like, uh, I, I guess, like a rare stone. And it's just like they don't they don't come around anymore. Guys, you just shoot twos and rebound and get shit done. And that's maybe what Timmy could be. He might go deep second, I would say. That's probably mm -hmm. where I'd see him landing. Right. So let's go through this. Houston or Miami? Should Miami pull off another upset? No, I think Houston's gonna win. It's my it's my pick, anyways. Xavier or Texas? Texas. Yeah, they're good. I like that. They're really good. <laughs> <laughs> I I actually forgot about Texas when you were telling me about best teams, but I'll stick with UConn. They're they're still my boys yeah. for now. They're they're good. You got UConn beating Arkansas. Yes, sir. That was a good story though. Glad glad Eric, for the area. He's got that tarp off. He's got a good little bottom. <laughs> Who was that? Eric Musselman, the Arkansas coach, when they beat Kansas, he, he did that the a coach? coach. Yeah, that's a coach. Oh my god, that's ridiculous! <laughs> I didn't know that. I thought he was a fan. I saw it. I was like, "Oh, this fan's going nuts on the sidelines. That's crazy." Head coach, 
I mean, he bet he, I bet he parties yeah. <laughs> on the low. I bet he's getting after it probably more, more times than not. Right. Um, yeah. I would be scared to see him. Maybe he should just go shirtless the entire game and play a little fear factor into the UConn players. Right. But now I'll, I'll go Huskies. Fun game. Gonzaga, UCLA. Yeah, that is a fun game. I, I said that one circled. Um, I really, really want to say UCLA mm-hmm. for some reason. Actually, yeah, I'm going to say UCLA. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm probably I, wrong, I, but – You're going to win the tournament, but I think UCLA is going to win that game too, just watching yeah. them. Yeah, I haven't got a chance to see them a lot, but just looking at the scores, mm-hmm. from what I read and the way they play, I think they could beat them. Fun little Kansas State and old Tommy Izzo in Michigan State. Yeah, I don't know about this one. Yeah. I, like I – I don't think Michigan State's is, – is, are they good? Like, I, I haven't seen one game all year. And I was, 16 from three, and they won a game. But, hey, it's Tom Izzo. He finds a way to win in March. Yeah, I'll, I'll get it to Michigan State. I think they'll pull it off. Florida Atlantic and Tennessee. Florida Atlantic. <laughs> um, I'll say Tennessee. I don't – Florida Atlantic, I don't even know. That sounds like a, maybe a fishing school somewhere. Duke screwed that up. Duke. Uh, yeah, they had a they had a, they had an easy go at where they were supposed to be, and that's the final four. And they yeah. really buckled it. Creighton, Princeton, Cinderella. Because mm. Princeton, oh, shit. Uh, I'll say I don't know. This is kind of again like the Michigan State one. Like I, I feel like one team should win, but I think I think I'm gonna the name's gonna come into my mouth and I'm gonna lose. I'm gonna go I'll say Creighton. I'll keep it I'll keep it alive. And San Diego State and Alabama. Bama. Roll tide. They're a good team. Yeah. yeah, they are a good team. I love Brandon Miller. I hope he he had a bad like you I think you commented last week. He had a bad first game, but he came back, had a second strong game, mm-hmm. twenty yeah. points. I hope he keeps that going. He's a fun he player to watch. He can defend. Like, yeah, I think he's going to be a really good, really, yeah. really good NBA player. Yeah, I think he's – I think definitely – like, I think he definitely has the – all the this the tool sets to become a really, really good NBA player. And I don't know if he lands in the top five, but I I can see him being a quality player moving forward. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But Have you given like, your picks away yet or – Yeah, I think – I was worried about Houston losing to Auburn because I thought Marcus Sasser was injured. Then he played extremely well against Auburn. Miami made the Elite Eight last year, and they still got a good – like that's tricky. a sneaky team. A sneaky little team, Jim Laranega down there in Miami, my alma mater. Not really, but maybe one day. Um. I'm going to go with I'll, – I'll say Houston. I picked them in my bracket, so I'll stick with that. Okay. Um, even though that was busted a long time ago. <laughs> Xavier, Texas, fun game. I love Texas too much, though. Picking Texas, I got them going to the Final Four. UConn, I'm not picking against Drew Timmy. I'm not doing it, so. Okay, so we differ on that one. Yeah, I'm going to go K-State. Okay. A five-foot-eight guard. He's oh he's fun to watch that little guard at Kansas State he can shoot too yeah it's just so rare you yeah. don't see them anymore yeah 
he's like the Shavaz Napier of uh, Kansas State here. I'm going to go Florida Atlantic over Tennessee. Really? They can shoot. That's the thing. They, Their coach, I, I heard him interviewed yesterday, and he goes, yeah, we know, like, college game, get into the paint, you know, work it that way. He goes, we're not doing that. Like, <laughs> we take layups, and we shoot three. He's got a motto, and he is sticking to it all the yeah, way. He's like the Mike D'Antoni of college. It'll it'll eventually kill him in this tournament, but Tennessee is so bad at shooting yeah, it's true that too. it might they might win this game. I'm gonna pick Creighton. Okay. The way they come off ball screens, they got multiple really good shooters on that team. I'm not picking against them, and I'll pick Alabama as well. So we're pretty much almost on the same page. Yeah, hopefully all of our picks will be wrong, so we'll uh, update that next week. But. <laughs> you got a you got one team that you can pop into the pop, the final four as a Cinderella team, or maybe even a team you'd rather see in the, in the top four, who do you, who do you pick? Oh, good question. You just based off of what you've seen so far, or like the team, like the coach, small school, right? Big school. If you want, I guess if whatever team you could just say, Hey, this team's going to the final four. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. You know, just looking at the bracket, because I have it in front of me, I'm going to say Kansas State because okay. they're small. Like if I look at it, Florida Atlantic, Tennessee, Kansas State, or Michigan State, one of those four teams is getting to the Final Four, no mm. matter what. I think Kansas State's the funnest team out of that bunch to watch. I think they got a couple of fun personalities. Their coach is kind of into it. So I'll put Kansas State in there. Small school, no more for – for football than basketball, but you know the Big 12 had a great year, and you see teams just bounce from the Big 12 out of this tournament. The SEC still has Bama, Tennessee, and Arkansas. So you got three from the from the SEC still remaining. I'll go Kansas State. What say you? To me, it's a toss-up. I'd like to see Creighton. I'd like to see Creighton get in this. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 probably my team. Oh, if they beat if they beat Bama, that's like get that's like getting. I think they'll get to the national title game. It so, is the it's the hurdle, right? Like if you get yeah. past that team, you've got a good chance. But if not, I mean, obviously you're packing bags and going back to school tomorrow. Because I think the other side, you know, Houston, Miami, tough game for either team. Yes. Xavier, Texas. I think Texas will win, but Xavier's a good club. They can mm -hmm. play basketball. Sean Miller usually finds a way to screw these things up, but Arizona's already out of the tournament, so that's that's fine. They're done already, so you can't screw up Arizona anymore. He's like Xavier. Yeah. Arkansas, UConn, Eric Musselman, no shirt. Like He's going to come at you full force. And you have Gonzaga, UCLA, Mick Cronin. Mick Cronin you can't kill him. You see a lot. Try try to kill Mick Cronin. I dare you. You can't do it. The Terminator. So, yeah, the Terminator. That draw is tough. Like, you know that that's that's really difficult. I think for any of the like, you look at Creighton, a Michigan State, can't, any of these teams, you got one really good team to beat. That's Alabama, and you're in the national championship game. Then you take your chances against any of the remaining teams on the other side, and mm -hmm. that that's a winning formula for me. Yeah. Yeah, is Gonzaga the the only one seed left, or am I missing another one? Is Bam? Oh, Alabama is the one Houston, seed, right? Houston and Alabama. No, Gonzaga's a three. Oh, oh, sorry. 
Never, never mind. Who's who's coming out of one or there? So it that was, Kansas, and then they got upset uh-huh. by Arkansas. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Obviously, Fairleigh Dickinson upset old uh, Zach Eady and Purdue. So, um, turning to the NBA for a second, it's kind of been quiet. NBA is kind of quiet right now because of March Madness and. You kind of you kind of forget about it for a second, but I think we'd be remiss if we don't touch on Oklahoma City, currently sitting eighth in the Western Conference. They're not tanking. SGA is still playing. Dropped forty uh, Sunday afternoon against the Phoenix Suns in a huge win. Mm-hmm. I'm shocked they're not tanking, but I'm glad they're not because SGA is playing elite level basketball all year long and he deserves this opportunity yeah yeah no i i think so too i wanted to bet oklahoma too on that game i was i was sitting there i was gonna throw an nba game on i, I didn't i ended up picking tapes thompson and shots go Seamus for not getting that one but anyways uh yeah no i, I i'm excited like I mean, that was a rumor for a little while, right? We're going to, we're going to shut SGA down for the year. We're going to, you know, our team will dwindle down. We'll lose the rest of the, basically the rest of the season. And then we'll get a high pick, but it's almost like they've won too many games at this point to turn around. It's like you're halfway down the dirt road. You're like, Oh, I don't don't know if I want to go further down. Don't know what's down there. Might get stuck. But now they're like, you know what? We're going to floor it. And hopefully we'll just push through and the push through is the playoffs. Right. So I'm excited. It's, 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 you know, I, I think that when they got there with Chris Paul on that team, I think it really gave a lot of those young players, a lot of juice, a lot of, you know, we, we can do this. We can do this as a team. You know, we didn't, they didn't have a lot then and they still don't have a lot now. And I I say a lot as in they don't have SGA. You could argue he's a top 10 player, but around Mm -hmm. that, now you have Giddy who's awesome. Just good, a little bit good at everything. You know, there's, there's obviously there's holes in his game, but can still like I, I think that's it's, it's something that he can patch together. And I keep thinking to myself, this team looks good. And like, what is Chet Holmgren? Like, what is his role on this team? Is he going to come in if he does? He's probably not going to be healthy this year. I can't imagine. I haven't heard any reports. Have you about him playing no, at any point? Not so, so I imagine he's not playing. Yeah. So if, you know, if if he was, he can come off the bench, but. Yeah, no, it's 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 good. It's good for the Western Conference too because I think feel like everything's just heated up. So like as a quick quick breakdown, I got it right in front of me actually now that I'm looking. Yeah, so they sit they're sitting ninth, I guess, with okay, the 35, yeah. 36 record. But they're like right there. But it's crazy, like the Pelicans can rattle off some games and they could be there. The Lakers are right there, the Jazz, the Thunder, the Timberwolves, and now the Mavericks have been so bad that they are like a 500 team and the Warriors are a 500 team too. Like all those teams just waver around that position. So if OKC heats up, they're right there. They could get in a six feet. I I don't doubt it. Yeah, me either. They could get hot and win win some games down. They got a big game against the Lakers coming up. You got to win those, those games where you just, you beat your opponent. And I credit Utah too. You know, Danny Ainge, Beat my Celtics. They beat Sacramento. They beat your Celtics Saturday night with, you know, Joe Maz just coaching just to the upteenth degree, that guy. Mm. But, you know, Utah doesn't quit. Sac Town hasn't quit. The only team that's really gave up is Portland in the West. They, they've, yeah. you know, they've waved the, 
the white flag. But if whoever misses, like I don't think if OKC misses, it's that big of a deal. But if the Lakers are to miss, or even I think New Orleans, I think that's a big deal because those teams had bigger aspirations this year. And I think we could see significant change with those teams if they end up even missing the play-in portion of the playoffs. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the Lakers did all that movement and like, they don't, can you imagine they don't even make the play-in like that's I, I get it. Like LeBron's going to be LeBron. He's going to, he's going to stay and get healthy. I don't think there's any rush for him to get back, but at the same time, it's like, God, like if you, if you don't come back soon enough and you just missed by that game, by that one win, by that two wins, Right. And what, like, what was this season for? And what were all those trade picks for? You got Austin Reeves playing like he's Michael Jordan out here, dropping 36, 37 points. I mean, it's, it's, it's frustrating. Like you, like you said, Utah, Oklahoma city, they make the play in great. They were, they were, they, they had no aspirations of making it, but there's other teams here. Guys who traded for shitty players like Gobert, they put, they trade. They didn't trade. They traded for CJ McCollum last year in New Orleans. Right. They really do need to pull it together and kind of uh, f- figure out a way just to scrummage the end of the season, even just to make the plan. Because to me, if you make the plan, well, anything can happen. Yeah, certainly. And with New Orleans in particular, Zion's not playing. He's always hurt. Brian, like. Is Brandon Ingram going to want to stick around there? You know, CJ McCollum, like, do they keep David Griffin as the GM? Because they're not winning anything. You know, I I just, I wonder, because there's a lot of pieces on that team I think other teams would want. Mm -hmm. I think you look around the league and you see teams like OKC, for instance, they're going to be looking for good players because they got so many damn draft picks. They're going to want to add to this team. The next superstar that wants out, OKC might be feasting and looking for somebody I think New Orleans is a team to watch because I don't think they're going to even make the play-in. And that's that's ugly because, you know, they were being touted as a potential conference final team at the beginning of the season. Yeah. No, I was very high on them. I think a lot of people were. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you're, I mean, yours truly said it. I think we had this conversation about giving Zion the, the, the ultimate max deal, and I said I don't think it was a good idea in the way he played. Obviously, mm-hmm. it's too early. It's too way too early to say that was a, a major dumb decision because anything can happen in a year or two years. But right now, obviously, it doesn't look very good. Yeah. Are you worried about your coach? I'm talking about the Celtics. No, I know what you mean. Um, many teams. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 he doesn't give the same. It's it's just not the same. I won't say pizzazz, but it's the same spark that. Semyon did right like you really felt like he when he was on the bench he was snapping at referees he was getting snappy with some of the players kind of getting them kind of giving them a little shot under the bass to kind of get them going yeah I mean and that loss to Utah I mean that's players are injured I get it some things are happening Utah obviously played played really well I'm not going to take anything away from them but god damn like Coaching needs to come into play here soon, and we need to win some games down the stretch. We're, I, I, I want to say we're past. Well, we're not past yet, but Philly's going to pass us here soon. It's just a matter of time in my mind. Would you rather be the three seed? 
and play Miami. Mm-hmm. Or no, sorry, play the. Oh, I guess we'd be playing the Nets. I'd I still Miami. rather play the Nets. <laughs> I'd rather play the Nets too. Miami is starting to look a little bit better, I guess, of late. Mm, yeah, I'd probably play the Nets again. I feel like the Nets, not that they'd be an easy victory because I don't want to say anything that'll get me in trouble down the road, but I still think they'd, be, they'd match up a little better depth-wise. But we said it last week too, Marcus Smart, injury or not injury, he has not played well. Yeah. It's just a fact that like he's played like garbage. And mix that with Robert Williams never playing. Street close. Yeah, street close three, four, whatever one. <laughs> uh, it's it's tough. I I mean, we still have a great team, but God, we need we need something. We need a spark. Do you think every coach that the Celtics have had over the last couple of years hates Grant Williams? Or is that just a feeling that I have? <laughs> um. I think they definitely get frustrated, but yeah, the whole I'm I'm gonna make both that was just <laughs> don't say, just next time just shut shut your trap yeah mini Draymond like that was bad um, I think I think most of them have a very very hate love hate relationship with him yeah. I don't think they all hate him like right. hate his guts but it's like Steve Kerr with Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Draymond's doing some stupid shit out there. He's kicking people in the nuts, being a dirty player, being getting in people's faces. It's it's part of his game. You kind of get used to it, and then part of you probably loves it because it's like he's enthusiastic and he's bringing energy to the team. Right. Draymond's a better yeah. player, obviously. Yeah, I, I think he's just he's always talking and stuff. So you get you get sick of him. He's yeah. always in your ear and stuff like that. So Golden State. <laughs> They won their first road game since January last night. That's that's a fact, by the way. That's that's hard to that's hard to be that incompetent on the road. With Wiggins likely out for the year because of a family matter, sounds pretty serious. He's no updates on him. Are they even a title threat to you? No, no, not at all. They just they just look scrambled. Uh, nothing against their big players. Draymond's, I, I feel like, just kind of been a shell of himself this year. Yeah. I, I feel like they've made uh, a, a great decision. I'm not I'm not that I say they a great decision giving pull that money because I don't think he's a max deal type player, but I think they made a good decision not giving Draymond that money because I right. feel like you're starting to see the deterioration of his career. Um, yeah, they just didn't do it. They didn't add anything. They didn't add anything crazy. I mean, they're, they're missing Wiggins. They're missing Gary Payton, but... Like you just said, Wiggins has got a pretty serious – don't want to elaborate on what that is. I think we both know or have we heard the rumors about what it is. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I, it's it's not looking like they can be a threat in my mind. And There's how many teams in the West. Like, I love I love Denver. We both think Denver's a great team. When they get out of the road, it's a toss-up. It's just how it is. It's been like that all yeah. year. Yeah. Like you, you could you, you could easily say that they've been a, a mid team on, on just just when it comes to playing outside. They're a great home team. They're one of the best home teams. But like, how do you not translate that into when you're getting on the plane going to play yeah. Sacramento, going crushed. to play OKC? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they get crushed by the Knicks. Like they barely beat the Nets. You know, they think they lost the Wizards on that road trip. But that's it's it's <laughs> rough. Surprised. Who who do you trust the most in the West? 
I, I couldn't even tell you. I'd like to say Sacramento, but then experience plays a favor in the, an unfavorable hand in their hand. We'll get to light the beam later. Oh, light the beam. You, KD doesn't come. KD doesn't come enough. Come, come back soon enough. I mean, the Suns are just not going to have enough cohesion yeah. to work together. Like if they right. win on a run, I think that'd be unbelievable because they'd be like, oh my god, like this guy has never. He has hardly stepped on the floor with this team, and he's in a kind of. Uh, it would it, it would inflate his reputation as being one of the best players in the league and you know maybe one of the most dominant players right now right oh god that's that's tough <laughs> is it oddly memphis with jaw coming back tomorrow night yeah i, I as crazy as that sounds yeah they're not a great they're not a great away team either but yeah if if, if they get jaw back they they could do some things. I I agree. Their team mm-hmm. has looked good without them. I'll say that. There's times yeah. when I've watched them. I'm like, there's not a chance they win. Oh, they don't beat Dallas. I shouldn't have said well, they that beat them all. twice without Jaw. I know. Like I think they I think they can. And then even even more asked the question was Jaw right when he said we're fine in the West? <laughs> you know what I mean? That that snarky comment that he made. Yeah. Um, I mean, we'll see. Uh, time will tell. I, I I have no. I wouldn't put any full stock in any team in the West right now. That's how I feel. Seeing Jock last night at the game and then seeing him go right to Kyrie Irving after the game, did that worry you as much as it worried me? No. Because I, I feel like Kyrie is just well-liked amongst all the players. As much as he's a problem, I feel like players like him. Like, players like Kyrie. Yeah. You know, I've, heard, I've heard on multiple podcasts, multiple reports, players actually don't mind Kyrie, but – outside of the locker room slash his antics is where he gets into trouble with the team organization with the city with covid with jewish people he just doesn't get along with those people but with the team and the other players in the league it seems fine yeah yeah uh, i'm a i'm a pint on the patio when it comes to dapping up Kyrie. okay Uh, that's that's fair i i hope i hope it's good for him because i do like him i don't want to see him you know go down you know the well, we talked about it last week right like yeah. he needs to change some things in his life and whether he does that or not is kind of up to him and if if he does i think he has a long long career with uh, an mvp mixed in there somewhere because i like i've said it all year he's an mvp type player when he's on his game he's leading a great team i just wish they went out and got like a veteran you know what i mean yeah yeah, like they I'm just needed a veteran to, to to calm the calm the room down, and I feel like there was guys out there that were willing to be moved. A Jay Crowder would have been nice, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Someone who's been around the block a couple times. OG, yeah, OG Ananobi been to a championship, knows what it takes. It's kind of it's kind of what you need these days is a couple guys who have been there long term. That's why I like Sacramento for one reason: they don't have a lot of experience, but they have Harrison Barnes, who's been to two changes. He's been to two finals in a in a very short career. I wouldn't say short. He's been there over ten years. Yeah, he's been around the block. He's yeah. and you know you're right. He won a title in Golden State, he, and their coach, for what it's worth, won a title as well with with Golden State. Might have been his assistant, but he knows what yeah. it takes to get there. So they do have that going for them. They got your Celtics tonight, which should mm-hmm. be should be a fun game there in Sacramento. Lots of Celtics fans in attendance, I'm sure. As a Leaf fan, 
You can answer this as a Leaf fan or just in general. Okay. Do the New York Rangers scare you? Yeah, yeah, they scare me. They definitely turn their turn their tide. I, I was I was drinking your water, I think, early on when you said about Tarasenko, Patrick Kane. Is how's this gonna look? But I definitely feel as of late, they're definitely looking like a more well-oiled machine. I didn't mm-hmm. think the ter- I didn't think the Tarasenko Panarin mix was gonna be great, but yeah. somehow they found it. I mean, that's I think that's a lot of the guy in the middle too, DJ Sibanechev. Oh. He's 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 been good. I mean, he's nothing short of just a magnetic player around the ice. Puck seems to find him. Mm-hmm. He's doing right things. He's playing well defensively. He makes up for a, a lot of mistakes for his wingers, but sometimes that's just how good centermen – that's just what good centermen do. Um, yeah, so I, I'd say as a Leaf fan, yeah. If, if, if it came down to it, I think New York – I mean, obviously we have bigger problems in Atlantic, but if we – if we came down to it, I think New York would give us a scare, for sure. Yeah, their goaltending is starting to play well. Zabinijad's on a tear right now. He's just he's playing incredible hockey. They win a combined <clears throat> thirteen to nothing over the weekend right, with their two and both huge leads early in the game. Six goals on six shots against your Predators. They yank the backup to put in Saros, which if I was Saros, I would say, fuck off. I'm not getting in that net. Keep that button in there. Um, But I just played my ass off against Winnipeg, and you guys couldn't score a third goal. Not my problem. But he got thrown in there. That's a stupid – that's just like that coach. You're you're so done after this year, but that just closed the coffin. But they're fast. They're starting to gel. And the biggest thing is Shesterkin. And he's starting to look like the old goalie that we know him to be. And mm-hmm. if he's dialed in that way going into the playoffs with a compromised Carolina and a young New Jersey, I think they're by far the favorite to get to a conference final at the very least. Yeah. Yeah, we really could see a, like a final six kind of matchup between Boston and New York, Toronto, New York. Right. You know, it, it's, it's a good possibility. I think it'll be exciting. It's crazy to look back. I went today because I'm thinking they had to get rid of either Zach Jones or Brendan Schneider to get those two players, those two wingers, and they kept them both. It, it's it's mind-boggling how – I don't know what kind of swindle jobs were going on, but they somehow mastered that, and they get two, I'd say, at least NHL-worthy defensemen. Schneider's already in the NHL. I think he's here to stay for quite a while. And Jones, I think, will be in here at some point. If not with the Rangers, he'll be with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah, They and they trade Krasov for basically nothing because they didn't want him anymore. Vancouver just, uh, took- it's just He was a project. I, I don't think it was right. Yeah, I, I just think they, they realized that they were better off without him. You know what I mean? Give, it's a problem for somebody else. Yeah, yeah, another Russian problem. Not enough of those around. They've got, to, yeah. enough, they got enough of them on that team already, so they don't need another – don't need another problem in the room. Move right. on. We'll move on. Uh, so for you, are they the best team in the Central? Just clear cut now. Sorry, best team in the Metro. Pardon me. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, every it's I I I still feel like you know Carolina will be competitive, but at the same time, yeah, I mean, you can't really compete with that decor, you know. You know, Keandre Miller, the way he plays, he had a great game on Sunday. He just dom- just dominated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? 
I feel like they've got the experience now too. Like that's one thing about New Jersey that scares me. They're going to get to the playoffs and I think they're going to get a rude awakening with right. whatever team they play in the first round. But I mean, Rangers, I mean, they, they've been there, done that now. They've, they've went to their conference final. They're ready for their next step and they've got experience too. How about the central division? Certainly interesting right now. <laughs> Colorado's on the tear. Minnesota, Still wins with no Kirill, Kirill the thrill. Yeah. Dallas picks up a massive victory over Calgary over the weekend. J-Rob doing his thing, which is owning. Overtime victory gets to 40 goals, but you got you to – it's a tight race in, in the Central. Who who do you think ends up winning the Central? And yeah. the 2-3 matchup is going to be a hell, of a hell of a battle in the first yeah. round. Yeah, you, you completely – I mean, you missed the fact that Winnipeg has completely fell off the face of the earth. They are just face. terrible. Hate, uh, hate to see a Canadian team do bad, well, unless they're maybe Montreal. But when <laughs> Winnipeg, God, that – well, like, what is going on there? I need an explanation from you right now, like straight straight up, what's going on. So, I would say Winnipeg is playing – I would, I, what I think is Winnipeg is thinking too much. They're thinking too much about the stakes. They're not playing just simple hockey. They're not playing with any flow. They're, they play right. passive. Nick Ehlers looks afraid, and then he fights, which is I know is a kind of an oxymoron, but it's, it, that's the way he looks to me. He doesn't look like he wants to pounce on pucks. They miss Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler's still a good player, I can tell you that, because they miss him. Um, Perfetti, their defense I never liked, so that they didn't upgrade that. And, you know, Hellbuck bailed this team out a lot early on in the year. And he's not making big saves currently. Yeah. You know, he's letting in some goals that he'd want back. When he starts on a bad a bad streak it usually goes on for a while because he's kind of a, a negative nelly and it kind of gets into his head a little bit and he freaks out so they're just playing bad hockey you know yeah. they just don't they're not playing with any flow they don't have any character any pace it's just it's a team without an identity right now and they're searching for one and the only thing they can hold their hat on is that calgary is more incompetent yeah yeah, like I don't think they'll miss the playoffs. It's just like all, all the year it feels like they've been in this top three position. They're kind of yeah. battling, trying to get to first. And now the last 15 games, it's like they've completely just gone off the rails. They're losing to terrible teams. They, you know, they play Arizona coming up. I sneak like I yeah. What's that? Yeah, they play them tonight. Yeah. Oh, okay. They play them tonight. I would sneakily probably put money on Arizona. Just because it, they've been just so porous, I don't know if I trust them enough to beat them. It's worth the bet. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Worth the Yeah, <laughs> worth the sprinkle. Yeah. Um, no, to go to your original question though, definitely the Abs. Yeah, they're they're my top team. Unbelievable. I mean, I watched them. I watched a lot of that game, and they they're just true professionals. And I will. Uh, Samsonov did play. Was it Samsonov? Yeah. No. No. Murray did. Murray play that game. Murray played against Colorado, didn't he? Uh, no, Sansonov. Oh, I'm getting them confused because they're intertwining so much nowadays. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, he played well, but like Colorado is just, they're fine tuned. Mm -hmm. Alex Newhook, he looks good. He's a great little water bug out there. 
Sam Gerrard. Players and they're still winning. That's the thing, right? Like, like McKinnon's on a tear. He's going to have 90 points, even though he's missed like 20 games. Yeah, it's um, it's unbelievable. Landis, no Landeskog, who is usually a, you know, 25 goals out there, and he's just absent. But other guys have stepped up. The back end looks good. When Bowen Byron plays, he looks amazing. Oh. Flat, flat out, he he's going to be uh, – if they can lock him up, which I hope they do, mm-hmm. he's just going to be uh, a force on this back end. Get rid yeah. of Sammy Gerrard this summer. Sign Bowen Byron to whatever contract he wants. You, say, you give him the pen, give him the book, mm-hmm. whatever you want, this is it. Because you already got Kale signed in such a great contract for – for what he does and he was phenomenal in that game but yeah yeah you get those two guys yeah i mean it's there's it nothing to be said they're deep they've got great guys i thought the evan rodriguez signing was great he's just kind of a you know he's just a depth player but they needed that when they when the, mm-hmm. the major contract started to build up right and it's great for joe sackick to find all these little holes these these uh drill connors you know what I mean? Who right. plays plays hard, checks, doesn't give you a lot of space, but at the same time, he's only making like a mil, two mil. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And that's yeah. exactly what they needed. Lars Eller fits in well with that he, team. He, he's just a, a depth forward who does it on both ends, and that's great. Has cup experience, just like the rest of them. Yeah. So, yeah, they're they're there. I mean, Dallas. Uh, I'd love to say that they they're going to give them a shot, but I really think it's Dallas, Minnesota at this point. Who would you favor in that series? Uh, yeah, we're talking full healthy bodies or right in it, right here, right now? Let's say Kirill's back. And, yeah, every, everybody's full strength. Minnesota full strength. And, uh, and Dallas, full strength. I'll take Minnesota. It'd be tough. They play that same way every game. And it's who, – who do you start in net for Minnesota? Between uh, Gustafson and Flurry, Flower, yeah. yeah. Oh, geez, I don't want to pull. I don't want to pull. Uh, I don't want to pull a Vegas here and mess this up. Um, there's a right answer and there's a wrong answer. I'm fl- I'm putting Flower. Yeah, no, I'm not putting Flower. You're not putting Flower. Not. He's looked. He hasn't looked good this season. Gustafson's been better. You know, I think it's it's similar to that Leafs dilemma in with your Leafs, where one goal has been really good. One guy's been pretty porous. He had one good game, and now people are talking about he should be the number one goalie, and he let in four goals in that great game. So how good yeah. really was he? But, you know, Flower, Gustafson's been rock solid all year for them. Ottawa yeah. would kill to have him back. Yeah, and I know. you can always go to Flower, you know. He can always come in for game two or game three. That's, That's what Vegas did. It didn't work, and they got, they got rattled because they tried to flip-flop, and I think – you got to pick a guy and you just got to stick with him. And that's that's my flowers, my guy. And I, I, you can't use flower versus Murray. There's a those two guys that are two spec second entrance of the goaltender scenarios. But no goalie gets treated with kids' gloves like the flower. He's <laughs> won one Stanley Cup on his own merit. The other two, he won because he was part of it, not because it was all his, all his doing. And Fair. nobody. Criticize every. Why oh, couldn't you start the flower on Twitter and Mark Andre Fleury this and Mark Andre? Okay, he might be the greatest guy. He might cure fucking cancer. I don't care if you don't give me the best chance to win. Beat it. No, no, I'm I'm taking him. Take flower right now. 
stay, stay in my sand. Alan Walsh, future client, Seamus Fillmore, call him up. Good yeah, one. Future, Good future one. agent, maybe. Yeah, um, I like, I don't know. I like their team. They're big, their bodies. Like, I mean, they're, they're going to play rock solid. The only thing that they will, they'll probably get outskilled because Dallas does have, I mean, right. the best, yeah. one of the best lines in the league. Flat out. Yeah, and Dallas, you know, like Wyatt Johnson as a young kid has played so good this year for them. He's really good. And, you know, Lundquist has been a healthy scratch lately because they got some depth on, on the back end. Absolutely. They, they, they just hit a, a skid a little bit here, but they've been really consistent pretty much all year long. Just I just think oh, yeah. a better team than them, you know, top top to bottom. But home ice would be important in that series for, for sure. Uh, and Minnesota – has the Devils tonight. Dallas is hosting the Kraken. So two big, important games for both those teams. Colorado has Pittsburgh tomorrow. Speaking of Pittsburgh, they lose. They get brutal, just smacked by New York on Saturday. And then last night, Dylan Ferguson, somehow he's not from Rexton. He makes 48 saves last night. First appearance in five and a half years in the NHL. Keats Pittsburgh from getting two points. What a performance from that guy. Yeah, yeah. He's he, Hammer Julius Randall are getting my star of the night. Julius right. Randall dropped 57 for New York to loss. Eric. Um, but Dylan Ferguson, I think, takes it. That's a that's a hell of a performance. That's a gutsy performance for a team that could pack pack it in. We don't know, we don't know anything, but no, I'm gonna play for my team in front of me. Good, good for him. Yeah, no, hell of a like. Yeah, and some of the saves he made too, unbelievable. Yeah, he, he had forty shots after two periods, and he's the only reason they won last night because Pittsburgh oh, was yeah. all over them. And yeah. LA, uh, quickly before we get to our little MVP bit that uh, yep. I thought we do, LA wins eight two last night over Calgary, and this has got to be a, another low point for Calgary. They've had a lot of them. Right. I get it. You're on the road. It's your 71st game of the year, but you need to win that game. It's a, it's a, every game is must win for them now. And you eight two like that's so embarrassing for the Calgary yeah. Flames. Yeah, they packed it in big time. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 nothing more. I mean, you you dialed it in there. I mean, Calgary. To me, they they weren't. I I've never felt like Calgary was competitive since the since the trade deadline. They had mm -hmm. that. They had they. They had their little window where, oh, we're going to be buyers. We might be sellers. We don't know what we're going to be. And now it's like, okay, since then, they haven't been anything impressive. And it's looking like a big kind of waste of the year. I feel like I said that Tyler Foley was, could have got a lot for him. Mm -hmm. Who knows if he puts up this type of number, but this type of year next year, and then you get a lot less. LA Edmonton first round. Who wins it? Edmonton. You. You taking L.A.? I might. I saw Matias Alcone's slap shot last night yeah, from five feet away from the net. He's, he's, I love him. <laughs> I, I think L.A. might pass Vegas, so it might only happen in the second round because I think both teams are better than Vegas, personally. But, yeah, Vegas has been very disappointing. But Quarter. I mean, they played last year and it went to seven. One goal game in game seven, and LA's better this year than they were at this than last year. Yeah, I, I for me, it's health. I feel like Dry and McDavid are going to be fully healthy. Well, mm -hmm. Dry was a little banged up last year. Yep, we'll see though. No, I, I, no doubt. I, fun I, series. Oh, it, it's 
if if we get privileged to watch that, I think it'll be one of the best series. It was a fun series last year. Yeah, a lot of people don't like LA, whatever for whatever reason. They don't think they're entertaining. They don't particularly like Philip Deneau, whatever. But they are they are at squad, and they would be very very fascinating to see Kopitar try and take down McDavid every single night. Mm-hmm. Sign me in. I don't want to meet those people. The no, most- there's people there's people who won't turn on LA. No. They're going to bed anyway. I'm not watching them. Most most of them. Yeah. God. Makes me yeah. Sick. Um, let's get to our little MVP bit. Okay. Touched on this on Friday a little bit, but I thought we'd bring it up again today. So what we're gonna do here today, ladies and gents, is we're gonna talk about our three MVP candidates on the Nash of the National Hockey League. If the criteria was just based on you're the MVP of the league based on what you bring to your respective team. So just, it doesn't always have to be points. It's just how valuable you are to your team. If you willed them to a playoff position, where you are in the standings, things of that nature. Uh, Seamus brought up this example yesterday with me via text. That's the Taylor Hall MVP. The year he won, you could argue McKinnon had a better season, but Taylor Hall was so paramount to New Jersey making the playoffs the voters ended up giving it to him. So we'll go through that criteria. Who do you have as one of your three nominees for this MVP in this criteria? For this year, got to give it to him. We just talked a little bit about his team. The Mac dog, Nathan McKinnon. Mm. It's, it's, it's been ranting in a lot of this year, but when he's on the ice, McKinnon's probably easily the most dangerous player. He is light, just lighting it up. Like he... His shot is so elite, but because it's so elite, he's been he's got to be respected by defenses, and he's finding other players to score for him. You've seen it this year. I mean, Ranton is going to score off, pop off for fifty. Yeah. Um, who else? Makar is going to have twenty goals again this season. Rodriguez to twenty. Rodriguez. Uh, he played a lot with Terry Lekkinen before he yeah. got injured. Terry Lekkinen would have had twenty-five goals. So yeah. all these guys are benefiting from McKinnon just being a water bout just going out everywhere and you know his skating ability moving around his edge work it's all looked really really good this year he's missed about 10 games but he's still going to be one of the league leaders i would not be shocked if he was top five in scoring this year he's currently sixth on that list and everybody else has played 10 more games than him yeah it's, he's he's truly on an mvp like run like if he hadn't yeah. missed those 10 games to me he'd be the Second, you know, I think he'd be second in points. I think he'd be ahead of dry saddle by a little bit if uh, if he played those ten. Yeah, yeah, no, he's he's incredible. No, no hangover for that guy. He just got right no, back on it. No, he, I think he wanted the MVP. You know, I think he wanted to have, add that to the resume. I'm gonna pick Rantanen, just That's based on many of your criteria. I just think in those games McKinnon missed, he was so important. He's getting more and more points. He's getting more assists this season. He's not just a scorer. Watching him and Marner play against each other tonight was a real special treat because you have two of the best wingers in the league. They're both so important to the respective teams. Marner's been more important to the least this year than Matthew has. To me, Rantanen has been as important or more than McKinnon. That's a rare thing to say for a winger. But I love both these guys. McKinnon's a great answer as well. It had to be one of them. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think Miko Rantanen just stepped up his game even more uh, yeah. in 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 dire straits for Colorado. Yeah. 
Yeah, and watching that game against Colorado, or sorry, against Toronto that he played, he I, I heard an interview way back, and they said if there was one critique that they could give Ranton, then what would it be? And that it was he's such a big guy, but he's not physical enough. Right. He doesn't he doesn't use his weight like he could. And I thought he was very very physical in that game. I, mm-hmm. I can't I can't say how many hits or how many checks he threw, but being on pucks, being on top of guys, I felt like that was an added ability to his game this season which proves that, I mean, even if you are one of the most elite players like he has been for the last couple of years, you can still get a little bit better by just doing little things um, to make your game better. And, I, I mean, it's not like he's played, like a lot of this season, he hasn't played with McKinnon, right? So yeah. they, they separate kind of like how they do it with a lot of, you know, what they do with Dreisaitl, McDavid, how they do it with Matthews, Martin, they'll separate them so that they become deeper and they become harder for teams to play. That's a lot of what those two guys in Colorado can accomplish. Yep. Um, my next guy, um, God, it's going to kill me a little bit to say, but he's been, he's been so elite plays on the best team in the league. Can he have the 88 from the BOS, the the meth bear, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I just hate Jack Edwards. He's just such a bad guy. <laughs> but um, David Pasternak, not, not much to say. He's just been great all season. He's going to put 50 goals. He's great in his own ends. He's a team player. He just signed a, a, a very friendly deal for what he brings to any team. Yep. I don't think he'll get enough love in this conversation from hockey writers because of where he plays in the team and who he's been helped by. But I just think he's been so important. Like if, you were to take Pasternak off this team, say he day one he hurt his leg out for the season towards ACL. I think it's a neck and neck race, Toronto and Boston. And that that's a statement. And that's a hot take by me. But honestly, I, I don't see it any other way. This guy has just been vital every single game that he's been on the ice for this team. And you know, it's 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 amazing to watch. He's just got so much skill. He's got off offensive power like I've never seen many players have before but yeah pro- probably gonna bounce us out of some the first or second round this year but i'll still take him he's he's he'd be he'd be an mvp guy for me but like i said i won't get the love from the writers like other guys will yeah and he's talked about just being a one-trick pony all he does is score goals that's the narrative about passionate and that's just so not, so true. not true no he always has more assists than goals every year but somehow he's just a goal scorer so I guess every I guess every rocket winner is only a goal scorer, so it, it's just it's it's always a stupid argument. But I I, I love him. You know how much I, I love Pasta. He's my guy, mm-hmm. and I don't have him, but he certainly was on my short list. And I I, I think Toronto would, would win the division if Pasternak's not in the Bruins. I think Toronto wins the division. I'm not sure Tampa finishes below Boston if they don't have Pasternak. I just he's a he's so important to that team, and he's just he scores so many goals that you don't think about and wins, mm-hmm. and that you know it's hard to come by. My number two is if this team makes the playoffs. I know what you're gonna say. Matthew Kachuk. <laughs> Matthew, it's Matthew Kachuk because my God, the guy's playing by himself. He's got Carter for Haggy. Thank God he's got somebody to play with. Sasha Barkoff, street clothes all year long, always something wrong with him, sick, or he's hurt or something. 
He's got no goalies. One's in player assistance. One's Bobrovsky, which you can't rely on him on a given night. Defense core is old and Ekblad. I love Ekblad, but I mean, you look at Mark Stahl is playing big minutes. That's problematic. Josh Mahura on a PTO made the team. My God. But this team has had to fight their way all year. But they're not a very talented team. Let's be honest. They're just they, they've underachieved. I don't find them that talented to begin with. For Haggy Kachuk, he's gonna finish with over hundred points again on a new team. And if they make the playoffs, he's the most valuable player of the team. And I don't think they even get close without him. So I'm gonna put Matthew Kachuk as my number two. Yeah, they're they're in the they're in the old Bedard race, I think, if if Matthew Kachuk oh, yeah. doesn't come around. You take Matthew Kachuk and Burkoff off this team. They're probably, I, I want to say, HL material. They've just been so bad defensively. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, a lot of people probably attributed to say, to the, oh, Kachuk's too much money, he's too much money. You know, he was playing with Elias Lindholm, Johnny Gaudreau last season, you know, the best line in hockey. You know, why, why are you paying him? He's not going to be a 100-point player with those those guys can shove it. Yeah, I mean, he is he's downright filthy. Every time he's must-see hockey. And you know they're in a playoff spot now, so yeah. it, it could you, you know he. I think he makes this list. I looked at their schedule versus Pittsburgh's schedule. I think theirs may be a little tougher. They play Toronto a couple times, Tampa maybe one more time, but mm-hmm. we'll see. I I I I, I, I don't trust the team. <laughs> no, no, I, I absolutely don't trust Pittsburgh either because a, a game like last night should have been an easy win. Dylan Ferguson. Ottawa, yeah. like you, you basically got served a a, a win, and yeah. you just refused the meal entirely. Now they got to go to Colorado. Yeah, yeah. Watch them beat Colorado, but can't be. Uh, it's it's just this year has been strange with some of the wins and some of the losses coming out of the gate. It's been hard to bet, uh, if yeah. I might add. Um, yeah, no respect, respectable pick. Uh, it's you know Matthew Kachuk. Do you have? 97 as your last guy i do yeah i do, I do too yeah. yeah it's either criteria he wins the award yeah yeah if he was with you know it's funny if we'll take the the past track example with leon dry i'll say he's hurt day one acl can't play yeah. one do yeah. they make the playoffs two how many less points does mcdavid have They make the playoffs because the West sucks. That okay. much. In the division, I guess. Yeah. But you mentioned like Calgary and Winnipeg and all that. Yeah. Seattle finishes above them, though. But I think they make the playoffs wild card. We'll sneak in. Okay. Yeah, I think they sneak in. Their power play certainly wouldn't be number one in the league no. if Drysidle's not on it. I'd still think he'd find a way to get 100 plus. Yeah, I think so too. I think just that good. You know, he fin- whatever he finishes with, he's going to finish with 150 this year, which is yeah. even startling to say out loud. Yeah, I still think he gets 120 without it. Like honest, yeah. honest to God, like the best it's player. That yeah, by 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 any standards, the best player in the world, doing things we've never seen before. He's got six. It's he's got 60 power play points. Like. It's just a, a a fine-tuned machine. We said it. Before, we said it last week and weeks before. 
His shot has just gotten so much better. The confidence, yep. that quick wrister where he just shoots low, and goalies are just like startled. It's like they're it's like they poof and smoke, and then it's like they just their bodies left behind. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah just a video game is is it, you know it's just how he plays. No, he yeah I agree. I think he he gets to he probably wins the MVP anyway. You know with his with the season he even without dry saddle, and it's it's incredible. And they're they're starting to play better. They're starting to look like a better and better. Eckholm such a good ad for that team. Exactly what they needed. Scores a couple of big goals last night. He plays well defensively. I still think they're a good enough team to go on a deep cup run. But McDavid gives them a fighting chance at, at the very least. They got to a conference final last year. I think they could certainly get back to that this year if you know if things go the right way. They got to beat your Kings. It's the only thing. They got to beat yeah. your Kings and by Adrian Kempe. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. It's like Mick Cronin. Yeah, the real Wayne Gretzky, Adrian Kempe. Oh, I love him like a son. But he's he's playing well. Uh, what do you got in the go the rest of the week weekend? I believe you're coming up to uh, the land of the dead up here in Rexton. The land of the dead. Yeah, walk the dead. Um, rest of the week been pretty pretty relaxed. I think uh, get out, get probably try to get out for a couple more walks. Just has been so beautiful out lately. Yeah. Um, this weekend I'm playing volleyball. Haven't strapped them up in. I thought you were playing basketball. I haven't played. What's that? I thought you were playing basketball. That, no, that was supposed to be the weekend before I went to Toronto. I was supposed to play uh-huh. an alumni game. Now I'm playing volleyball for what feels like a mixed drinking kind of tournament going on at Bonner Logs for everyone to go. It's going to be, I don't think it's going to be a booze fest, but I think there is alcohol being served. So got to get the people out somehow. Um, so that, that'll that be fun. I think, I haven't, like I said, I haven't, too, I haven't laced them up for, for that sport in a long time, but that's not including sand, I guess. Um, I'd love to watch some March Madness with you. That's a, a goal. That's one of my main goals on the, on, on the card. Um, and also getting to see Casey, how, what is an ideal schedule for you? You, you know, obviously madness starts at what? One o'clock probably you know, o'clock. It's later. Cause it's, uh, madness Saturday will only start at like eight. Cause there's only oh. two games on Saturday. Oh, okay. Per- well, that works out perfectly. So we'll, maybe we'll get together. Maybe go see our good friend who we haven't seen a little bit, see, see how his little family's doing. And then, uh, MLB draft. I do my pool every single year in the commish. Got that on Sunday, so I'll be prepping for that this week too as well. So is it the volleyball like an all-day Saturday type deal, or how does that work? I thought it was one game, and I looked today. It's It starts at 5, thir- five and it goes to like 10 o'clock at night. Saturday? Yeah. Jeez, that's an odd time to start. Uh, I said the same thing. I said, oh, it, it, like <laughs> it'll probably be one game. That seems late to, to have a full tournament, but no, it's like, it's like 5 to 11, so I – I, I have no expectations. Of, what's that? Who's participating in this? All kinds of guys. I, I don't know the rosters, but I've seen the, the names of the rosters, and some of them are are, are ske- not sketchy, but I'll, I'll just say very questionable. Okay. Yeah. Kennedy yeah. playing? No, no, God, no. No, it's her mother's birthday, so she won't be there. So yours truly will be getting on one probably. Good for you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll have to find something else to do. So we'll go visit Casey, but love to uh love to do something else. Maybe we catch an afternoon game if uh mm-hmm. 
if there's a decent one. I know you like your uh, Arizona Buffalo afternoon game, so yeah. one of those. Be happy to watch it. Yeah, nothing like it. Yeah, yeah. Let's. How's, uh, how's the Mandalorian? The, the, the Mandalorian. It's been good. You know, yeah. I've watched the the half the first season. It's, it's it's good. Yeah, I, I like it. It's kind of like the underworld. Uh, I've been really into Star Wars lately. Kind of picking that back up in the last probably six months. So it's been right. good. I try to rewatch every little series. I'm not really. I'm kind of dreading watching the new. The, the, this I guess you want to call them the sequel or whatever you call them, but. Um, that'll be on the horizon pretty soon. So it's been good. You've been watching The Last of Us and yeah, I'm done. liking it. You're done. <laughs> You're done the whole thing. Yeah. Is it done? Yeah. Like the season's done? Yeah. I watched oh, okay. it. I watched it in like a day. Were you surprised by the ending? See, I know how it ends because I played the game. So I'm, I'm, I'm always asking people how they liked it. No, I'm not surprised because I think the character, you could see that coming. Okay. Like if, you, if you watch the show, I think you could see that coming. So that didn't surprise me that, you know, Joel made that decision. Um, You're surprised he doesn't tell her. Yes. I was surprised about that. I was surprised about that selfish yeah. decision of him. But no, I thought all in all, I thought it was a very good show. Episode six and seven lag a little bit for me. They kind of okay. slower. Episode three, I know you said it was online. I thought it was the best episode of the entire show. That was, I will say, and this is coming from me, the last episode, not enough zombies. You know, that I, is surprising. Because that is, I used to hate, but you're in a zombie, you know. Yeah. No, true. True. There's none in the last episodes. So I found that strange. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it, it's. It's you know for everyone who's interested. Oh, I don't know. I'm not a, like oh, it's not The Walking Dead. It's not the zombie, not zombie, zombies. It's no. you know it's filled with you know two basically two characters bonding over some very traumatic and very uh, very heartwarming um, scenes. And over the course of I, I think it takes place over like six months, maybe five months. And uh, yeah, I recommend anyone check it out. I mean, we're I think it's pretty obvious. We're both. Pedro Pascal fans both watching two shows that he's in. I mean, what what an actor! He he's got range. He's he's he's, he's he, you know he can play a psycho in that Nick Cage movie. I don't know if you've watched that before. Yeah. <laughs> he's in Narcos. He he's got range. I like him as an actor. He seems like a good guy too. Yeah, no, he's good. Bella Ramsey's very good. You got Nick Offerman. Yeah, makes the cameo, which is so. It's he's got range too. I'll tell you. Yes, he does. Yeah, he's good. That that episode's fantastic. Yeah, no, and there's a lot of, uh there's a heartwarming that that whole the third episode is a tearjerker, uh, and you also have episodes four and five with this young boy and his brother, and that's a whole story in and of itself, which is, yeah. What I like about it is it's more about character development, less about zombies and things like that. So I, I, I agree. It's not, it's so much better than the walking dead. You know, it's yeah. not, it's not even comparable. So I, I tell everybody, give it, give it a chance. It's worth the watch. Yeah. Playing the game was a tearjerker. So I can't imagine putting that into live action, how that's. Well, uh, now, I'll admit game. it. I cried during the third episode. I don't, I don't cry that much when it comes to movies and stuff. I cried at the end of it because it's, they got me. They got me, the bastards, but, you know. Yeah. I had to show oh, yeah. you. 
side for once, but go back to my zombie form here uh, as we speak. But no, Shay, appreciate the time today, and we'll talk uh, this weekend, my friend. Yes, yeah, very look forward to uh, seeing you and hanging out and seeing Casey too. I know he's a fan of the pod. And uh, yeah, pl always pleasure to be on and uh, pleasure talking shop with you. Appreciate it. Enjoy the Leaf game tonight. I will. Well, go Celts. Thanks to Seamus for joining as he does on every Tuesday. Lots of fun stuff that we dived into today. Didn't even get to talk about the Valspar. We'll talk more, but get some NFL stuff. We'll save that for tomorrow's show. NFL chat. Matt Wright's going to join the show on Thursday. We're going to talk some March Madness and some NFL free agency stuff. So we'll get into that Thursday. So, yeah, Wednesday already tomorrow, hump day. Fun week of sports. Match play in Texas. Masters in, is in three weeks. Two weeks Friday. Two and a half weeks. Two and a half, uh, two weeks on Friday. So very much looking forward to that. WrestleMania is coming up. Which I'm not a huge wrestling guy, but I'm going to watch it. So WrestleMania. Masters. UFC 287. NBA playoffs and NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball, World, World Baseball Classic Final tonight, Japan against the United States. Been getting into the World Baseball Classics. We'll do a baseball preview next week, so uh, stay tuned for that. But as always, thank you for the support. Thank you for tuning in. Thanks for listening and all that you do to support the podcast. I'll be back tomorrow. Until then, this is To The Point.